Today is Tuesday, October the 3rd, 2023, and this is a Daily Inc. update. A nine-year-old girl who was abducted while riding a bicycle at a state park in New York this past weekend has been found alive. Charlotte Senna was described by New York State Police as in good health upon her recovery, and the suspect in her abduction is in custody. The girl was with her family at the Moreau Lake State Park when she went on a bike ride with friends around a park loop and then did one more by herself, never returning. This caused an Amber Alert to be issued this past Sunday, and over 400 people, along with law enforcement, launched search efforts in that area. Efforts to block Donald Trump from being on the 2024 presidential ballot have been struck down by the U.S. Supreme Court. On Monday, the court declined to take the challenge from Texas lawyer John Castro, who was seeking to disqualify Trump from the ballot, claiming that he's an insurrectionist for being at the January 6th events in D.C. The appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court came after the Southern District of Florida also dismissed Castro's legal actions. Castro is a Republican who is also running in the presidential primary, and his argument is that Trump being on the ballot injures him and his ability to raise campaign funds. Other left-wing groups have sought to prevent Trump from being placed on ballots in New Hampshire, Florida, New Mexico, Ohio, and Wisconsin. However, many of the secretary of states there, whether they're Democrat or Republican, have not taken up the case, saying they're not the eligibility police. Speaking of Trump, he was in a New York City courthouse on Monday regarding the charges brought against him and his businesses by New York Attorney General Letitia James. Trump delivered a blistering statement after the whole proceedings were done on Monday, warning that this will have a chilling effect on all other big businesses in that state. Anybody that does business in New York state is crazy. When you have a radical left attorney general like Letitia James, who's a disgrace to our country, who got elected on the fact that she's going to take down President Trump, we're going to take him down, she knew nothing about me. But she got elected on that basis. Trump also pointed out how other real estate experts have responded to Judge Engeron's statement about Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate being only worth $18 million. The judge says this proves that Trump has been overvaluing his asset claims to banks and thus committing fraud. Trump referred to a statement from Palm Beach County realtors who are seeking to correct the record on the judge's statement. But this just came out. Error in New York civil fraud case against Trump is flagged by industry insiders who say valuation of Mar-a-Lago cited by judge is based on a misunderstanding of basic real estate practice. So they're saying the judge has misunderstood basic real estate practice. I say they're wrong about that. He didn't misunderstand it. This is a rigged court. He's put there to do a job on Trump. Now, this comes from highly respected officials in Palm Beach County. California Governor Gavin Newsom has made an appointment to the U.S. Senate seat following the death of Dianne Feinstein. Newsom's appointment of LaFonza Butler is already generating controversy since Butler has been registered to vote in the state of Maryland as of last year. That's all being picked up on by various media outlets. Butler has since removed a bio from her social media accounts that also confirms she lives in Maryland, and a bio on Emily's list was edited to remove that fact. Governor Newsom maintains that Butler does own a home in California and says she's expected to re-register to vote in that state rather than Maryland. A district judge rules that a Texas state law banning drag queen performances in front of minors is unconstitutional. 
U.S. District Judge David Hittner said that the law signed this past June by Texas Governor Greg Abbott infringes on the First Amendment and chills free speech. The law prohibits venues from allowing anyone under the age of 18 to attend sexually oriented performances. The judge took issue with the language of the bill, saying it's too vague and unenforceable without infringing on other activities like cheerleading, dancing, live theater and other common public occurrences. Healthcare workers at Kaiser Permanente are taking a three-day walkout starting this coming Wednesday. 75,000 of the union members are protesting after negotiations over unfair labor practices fell apart this past weekend. The Labor Union Coalition wants to send a message to Kaiser Permanente of the group's strength and their willingness to engage in another longer strike this coming November. Kaiser says they have a contingency plan for continuing their health care to patients. The strike will involve those who are non-medical staff. Doctors, registered nurses, and hospital managers are legally compelled to not take part in such a walkout. These national story updates have been brought to you by Open Inc., a website that is a repository of documents for those who like deep digging, critical thinking, and true journalism where the facts speak for themselves. Up next, a preview of what is coming and what is available on the Open Inc. website. Well, as we have the U.S. Supreme Court now back in session and considering cases, it's also a good reminder of what kicked off just last month in the judicial system. The largest antitrust lawsuit against Google brought by the U.S. Department of Justice. The case has far-reaching implications on how online searches will be conducted in the future. The DOJ lawyers have been concerned that the public need to be made aware of what is at stake with this trial, and they have pushed for the documents to be made public and the proceedings to not be shrouded in secrecy. The judge presiding over this case recently ruled that the trial documents can be posted online at the end of each trial day. Some of those documents will be redacted. So there's now a tranche of documents from the prosecution's case that are now available on the Justice Department website. Just to give you a summary of what this whole case is about, in the plaintiff's pretrial brief at the top of the page, the DOJ introductory statements indicate that 90% of the Internet searches done are through Google and that the company has been paying billions of dollars to maintain that hold. In order to do that, Google has been utilizing monopolistic behavior to deny rival search engines access to distribution channels and data that would be necessary for them to improve their own product and services. It's essentially cutting off the competition before it can make it out of the gate. The DOJ contends that Google's exclusionary contracts establish them as a default source and deprives their rivals of the more accurate results and ability to improve, and that gives Google even further indisputable advantage in search services and in advertising markets. Some of the evidentiary documents that the DOJ exhibited in the case includes emails from Google executives, as well as internal presentations that were made at Google. In the opening statements made by the DOJ, there are four questions that were posed about the company's practices that prosecutors say Google cannot answer. The first one is, if defaults don't matter, why pay billions for them? If scale isn't valuable, why store and use so much data? If the ad market is competitive, how can Google raise prices at will? And if Google's actions are pro-competition, why did the company systematically hide and destroy significant documents? The link to the DOJ page and all of the documents will be posted in the details of this podcast for those who want to do some deep research on this case. Thanks for listening to this Daily Ink Update.